Um, the story which occurred with me, my sister and the Rebbe, took place in the late 70s, very early 80s. And uh, it started when I was flying from Gibraltar, which is my place of birth, in transit through Heathrow Airport, as there are no flights, direct flights from Gibraltar to New York. And I was learning in Yeshiva in the States, United States of America. So, as I was in Heathrow Airport, London, I, they started, I noticed that they st sold something that which never existed before, and that was a phone card, and I was very amused by it, so I decided to buy a phone card in Heathrow Airport. And the first phone call I would make would be to the Rebbe's office, 770 Eastern Parkway. Um, I w was very lucky because I got through to Rabbi Klein immediately. Rabbi Nyomen Klein was the Rebbe Sh um, Gabai, Shamash, Shamash and uh, he picked up and I told him that in view of the fact that there had been quite a bit of hijackings in those years that I, when I was flying from Heathrow to America, I would want a bracha from the Rebbe to, that I should be able to arrive safely back in America. And he told me, this was six o'clock, and um, he told me to call um, in 25 minutes, not 30 minutes, because 30 minutes already would be flooded with phone calls. Call 625. So I did that. I called at 625, and I got through to Rabbi Klein again, and he told me that the Rabbi gives you a bracha, that you should arrive safely in New York, which I was very happy. And he said to me that the Rebbe was very concerned about my sister. And I should call home to find out what this situation was. Now, I had just seen my sister within 24 hours and she was fine. So I unfortunately did not take it as seriously as I should have. And instead of calling home and uh, when well, I did call home, but instead of calling other numbers other than home to find out what she's doing, um, I just dismissed it. I called a house. There was no, there was no answer, and I called her, my sister's house, who's married, and she didn't pick up. So, uh, uh, you know, whenever I get down to it, I'll, I'll, I'll call. But meanwhile. They, they called us to the plane to board the plane, and I was on my way to United States. And when I got to United States, I completely forgot about it. I completely forgot about the fact that the Rebbe was very worried about my sister. And I went to 770 to tell Rabbi Klein that I arrived, and he should inform the Rebbe, which she did. And when he came out, half an hour later, 
he told me that the Rebbe was up in arms because he was very worried. And why did I not get a report to how my sister was? And at that point, Rabbi Klein told me, he says, the Rebbe, when the Rebbe fragged, he's the Rebbe. He has a reason why he's, he's, he's telling you to call. So uh, it registered very strongly, and I called my sister, and I could not get through to her again. But this time I called my mother's house, and she did pick up this time, not like last time. And she told me that your sister is in the middle of giving birth to a baby, but the labor is very, very long, and she's bleeding and hemorrhaging, and the kahila there are saying, Tilim Betzibur, and uh, she's a young girl, and uh, she's a tremendous sakona. And I told my mother, Allah Shalom, that the Rebbe was very concerned about her. And she told me, we tried calling you, but I guess you were in transit, and you weren't able to, you, you know... So my mother told me that how did the Rebbe know? Nobody from here tried calling the Rebbe, and you didn't tell the Rebbe anything. So what? How? what's going on? Like, how did the Rebbe know? Obviously, she said, it's pure Ruach HaKodesh. So very quickly, I told... Rabbi Klein, that they were saying till him for my sister, and she was hemorrhaging. It was a very difficult childbirth. So the Rebbe ongewunchen, he as a lomnak laid the bekorev, and soon after that, the baby came out healthy, and mommy was healthy, and she recovered. And Baruch Hashem, my nephew is the Erlichuyungaman today. He, he himself has children and has a beautiful family. Um, uh, all from the Rebbe's broche. Um, but that's not the end of the story. When my sister recovered and was able to talk to me, she called me up to thank me and uh, I explained to her the Muridika Nais that the Rebbe was Margish. Uh, that she was in a state of sakona when I had no idea. So she said to me, you don't know the extent of the nace. I said, I guess I don't. Tell me. She said when she was in the hospital, she felt she mamish was chaser koiches. She had no koiches left. Nothing. And she tried to tell my mother to call me and to, to, or to, to, to call 770 for a bracha from the Rebbe. And she could not make herself understood because she was so weak, because she was anemic, because she lost blood. When you're, then your speech is slurs. It can't talk clearly. The tongue slurs and the mouth slurs. So you can't talk clearly and she realized that she no way she could make herself understood to anybody. Nobody understood what she was saying. So she said, I have no choice. I'm big Sakona. I'm going to give a pan to the Rebbe, a machshova. And she closed her eyes 
and she knew what the Rebbe's face looked like because we had a picture of the Rebbe in the house. And based on the picture, because she never saw the Rebbe in real life, but based on the picture, she gave it a, a, a pan to the Rebbe, they should dumb for her, as you have her for Shlema. She said to me, that story I felt, wow, it's like unbelievable. But tell me, what day was it that you did this? Do you remember? So we calculated it was the same day that Rabbi Klein told me that the Rebbe was concerned. In other words, my sister had given a pan b'machshove and the Rebbe felt it right away and the Rebbe gave the message to Rabbi Klein to give to me. This is a moridik amaisa. It shows the tremendous, tremendous kedusha of the Rebbe and concern.